You guys doing all right? You're in a good mood today? I need you to be in a good mood today. First of all, I want to begin with an apology. If you were here last Sunday for our first service, we were celebrating communion together. And I was setting the stage for the discussion about communion, and I kept using the word baptism. You saw that? And I saw some people smirking, and I thought, what are they smirking at? Because I'll just tell you, here's the truth. When a preacher sees people in the audience smirking, his first thought is, is my fly down? <laughs> a couple of you mentioned it after the service, and you said, we knew what you meant, so thank you for your grace. And fortunately, we do two services, so I was able to do better in the second service. I want to I want to take an opportunity before we jump into today's message to invite you to something. If you're new to our church, once a month we host a dinner for folks who want to learn more about our church. And if you're new around here, a couple weeks, a couple months, if this is like your first year here at Cibolo Creek and you have questions about our church, we'd love to host you for dinner. And have you ask any question you would like. Get to meet some other folks who are new to our church. And so uh, in the copy of the creek today, you'll find some information about our Welcome to Cibolo Creek dinner. And um, I'd love for you, if you're new around here, or if you've got some questions and would like somebody to address your questions, we'd be happy to host you for dinner. So please sign up for that coming up on December the 5th. And we still have room for a few more folks. And I hope to see you there. Make sense? If you see my friend uh, Frank Pickard around here today, give him a big hug and a kiss. He loves kisses. Um, Frank's, today's his birthday, his 80th birthday. So uh, make sure you acknowledge that. So here we are. We're, we're talking about this topic of doing what Jesus did. And we're looking at the ways that Jesus spent his life some of the priorities that we see that he was committed to. We saw that he served people in need. He connected with family, and family being not just blood relatives, but those with whom he shared a faith in God. We've been talking about the fact that he shared God's truth with anybody who would listen any chance he got. Today we want to start exploring this idea that Jesus mentored others in their faith. And then we're, we're going to end the year by looking at the fact that Jesus made sacrifices for the good of others. This was a way that he spent his life. Now, I've always believed that there's a difference between preaching and talking. And today, I just want to talk to you about something. Something that's important to me, my heart for you and for this church. And something that's been on my heart for some time. We're just going to talk about it. Um, if I use the phrase, pay it forward, you know what that means, right? I mean, most of us are familiar with the phrase, pay it forward. If there happens to be somebody in the audience who isn't familiar with that phrase, let me, let me simply explain it to you. To pay it forward is that when we are the recipient of some kind of generosity, 
And then we choose to turn around and extend that generosity towards somebody else that's paying it forward. So paying it forward is that when the recipient of a generosity becomes the giver of generosity. So if we are the recipient of some extraordinary kindness, then we pay it forward when we are kind to somebody else. If somebody happens to perhaps assist us financially in a way that is helpful to us, we pay it forward when we are financially generous toward another person. If somebody offers us some much needed help, we may say to them, this has been so helpful. How could I ever thank you? And they may say, you don't need to thank me. Just pay it forward. That when you have the occasion to be helpful to somebody else, would you do that for them? Does that make sense? All right, it's, it's the concept that I want to begin with today. And, and I want to I begin with a statement that is, that is like foundational to my beliefs. Foundational for my dream for this church. And it's this. Christianity is a pay it forward kind of faith. Now, I'm not talking about like the religious tradition of Christianity. I'm talking about the community of Christ followers throughout all of time. It is a pay it forward kind of community. Or we could say it this way. Christ followers are to be pay it forward kinds of Christians. Now, we look at that and there's it's fairly obvious what that means. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be a theologian to be able to understand what that might mean in the context of the Christian faith. For instance, we understand that um, Christians are to love. We are to love others. We are to love our enemies. Well, that's all born out of a pay it forward kind of spirit. Look at this in first John chapter four, John writes this, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. In fact, he loved us so much he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. A payment for the sins that we're guilty of. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Pay it forward. We love others because what? He first loved us. That's pay it forward. God has been outrageously gracious to us. So when we are gracious toward others, when in fact they might not deserve it, when we are gracious to others, we are paying it forward. Probably one of the greatest challenges in following Jesus Christ is learning how to forgive others. But forgiveness is based on a pay it forward kind of spirit. We read this in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul's writing to the church. Be kind. Be compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. So a Christian lives with the sense of God's amazing grace and his forgiveness for us. And then we then pay it forward in being forgiving toward those who might hurt us. Does that make sense? Now, that, that seems pretty obvious. 
but today I, I want to talk with us about something that might not be quite as obvious. Maybe not a connection that we would make to the casual observer. Today I want to talk about this idea of pay it forward from another perspective that I think is every bit as important to our faith as Christians. You see, a pay it forward kind of faith is one where the benefits of being in a relationship with God are something that we're moved to share with other people. That as beneficiaries of God's goodness to us in a relationship with him through faith in Christ, then we would in turn endeavor to help another person experience and discover the many benefits of what it means to have a relationship with God. That we as the recipients of God's outrageous grace, we would endeavor to ensure that other people who are placed in our sphere of influence, that other people have the opportunity to experience God's outrageous grace toward them. Did you follow that? Does that make sense? So there's an instruction that Jesus gives to his disciples. It just can't be any clearer. I mean, there's no way for us to navigate our way around it. It's that clear. So Jesus, right before he departs back to heaven to be with his father, he gives some instructions to his disciples. And he says this, go make disciples. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then I want you to teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Go make disciples is a pay it forward kind of principle. That as Jesus made disciples, he then gives them the instructions to pay it forward to also then be busy about the work of making other disciples. So it's interesting, if you hang around church any length of time, if you give your mind to these kinds of things, you, you'll run into these words. You'll run into the word disciple, and you'll run into the word discipleship or discipling. And, and we generally, if we're churchgoers, we have kind of a frame of reference for that. But I think sometimes it's become kind of mystical. And I, I just want to kind of put it down right here on the bottom shelf and, and just explain what it is in reality. A disciple was simply an apprentice. It was a person who was learning a way of life from another person. A disciple in the first century in the relationship to Jesus, a disciple was simply an apprentice who was learning from Jesus a way of life, particularly a life of faith. So discipling and discipleship is really just the act of mentoring. It's one person making an investment in another person to teach them about how to follow Jesus. And, and we see this pay it forward 
by passing on your faith principle all through the New Testament. I'm just going to give you three passages of scripture that sort of highlight it. Look at this. In John chapter 17, Jesus says, he's praying for his disciples and he says, my prayer is not only for them or for them alone. I'm praying also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who's that? That's us. For those of you who are Christians in this room, there was a day that somebody told you about Jesus. And there was somebody that told that person about Jesus. And there was somebody before that person that told that person about Jesus. And that lineage goes all the way back to the 12 disciples that Jesus invested the message of the gospel in. You and I are part of the ancestry of the work that Jesus started and the the work of the disciples as they paid it forward. Another passage of scripture, uh, Paul writes to Timothy, who was a young pastor. Interesting. Timothy was an apprentice of the apostle Paul. Young pastor named Timothy, and he writes this. You then, my son... Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now watch this. The things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, I want you to pay it forward. I want you to entrust those things to reliable people who will also be qualified to pay it forward. Take what you've learned from me. Share it with some other people who could then be equipped to share it with some more people. It's a pay it forward kind of faith. I love this passage. Paul writes again to Timothy. He says, I'm reminded, Timothy, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded now lives in you. What a beautiful story that Timothy and who he is as a Christ follower began with the influence of his mother. And where did she learn it? She learned it from her mother, Lois. It's a pay it forward, generational kind of legacy that Christ followers are to have. Having received God's outrageous grace toward me, I then in turn pay it forward to help somebody else discover God's outrageous grace toward them. Does that make sense? You with me? Everybody okay? So discipling or discipleship is the act of paying forward the work God has done in your life by investing in the work God is doing in another person's life. If I could just take some of the the mystery out of the whole idea of discipleship, discipleship is mentoring another person in how to follow Jesus. And this is where some of us get stuck and we say, but that's just it, Paul. I, I don't think I'm really good at following Jesus yet. I don't really understand everything there is about following Jesus yet. And I go, welcome to the human race. Neither do I. 
In fact, discipleship is mentoring another person in how to follow Jesus, including mentoring them in how to follow Jesus, and even when you don't always get it right. Part of setting an example for somebody about following Jesus is to say to them, honestly, sometimes I drop the ball. Sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I make really lousy choices. But in God's grace, I continue to take the next step of following Jesus. And you can too. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all together. In fact, just the opposite. Followers of Christ are simply sinners who've placed their trust in the forgiveness that they have through the relationship with Jesus. And then they follow him out of a heart of gratitude. You with me? Folks, I am your pastor. And my responsibility is I'm to, I'm to be a shepherd that watches over you. I'm responsible for helping you and me to be consistent in the logic of our beliefs. I'm to be helpful in encouraging you to be consistent between what we say and what we do. That's part of my role. I want to talk with you for the final moments of our message about the consistency of our logic between what we say we believe and how we live our life. I have no interest in being snarky. I'm not interested in being inconsiderate. I have no interest in being mean. I just want us to be honest. I want us to be honest before God about this particular matter of paying it forward. So I want to ask you a soul searching kind of question. It's for me as much as it is for you. I'm just asking you to be honest before God. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to say anything out loud. There's no confession to come to. It's just the work that you do between you and God. So the question is this. If you're not a pay it forward kind of Christian. Then what kind of Christian are you? So I spent a lot of time thinking if someone is not a pay it forward kind of follower of Christ, then what would describe them? And this is this is a possibility that if you're not a pay it forward kind of Christ follower, then then we might be just in it for me kind of Christians. That the way that we operate is really asking the question, what's in it for me? You see, what's in it for me kind of Christians sort of keep their faith all to themselves. Uh, in it for me kind of Christian sort of hoards all the benefits of a faith in God to be 
exclusively used for me and my advantage, and we have little or no concern that anybody else enjoys the same. Uh, an in-it-for-me kind of Christian largely takes the role of a spectator rather than a contributor. We sort of watch everybody else. We sort of look out for what's to our advantage. Again, with little or no concern about paying it forward. So it's been interesting to watch this work in the life of a church for 26 years now. The church that Christ imagined. It was to be a pay it forward community with a pay it forward culture in response to a pay it forward calling. That's what Jesus invited us to as his disciples. So can I speak really honestly about this? You say, uh, not really. But I'm going to. I've been doing this now for almost 35 years. 26 here. I grew up in the church since the third grade. All that to say, I, I kind of know what I'm talking about when I talk about the topic that we're going to explore. I've seen it. The church oftentimes has a lot of veteran Christians. Christians who've been around a long time. They've been going to church for a lot of years. They know a lot about their faith. They're very conversant about discussions of the Bible. They feel very strongly about their beliefs and, and their way of life. And it's been interesting to observe that oftentimes those people, the ones with the most experience and with the most maturity, are often the first people in line to say, I want to go deeper. I, I want to be fed more at my church. And oftentimes those are the same people who leave churches looking for more food, better teaching, more opportunities to learn more about their faith. But perhaps instead of leaving a church, they ought to be leading in their church. If they have the kind of maturity and the kind of experience of following Christ then perhaps they don't need to be fed more. They're at a place where they can feed themselves and start helping with feeding others. You and I, we're parents, we're adults. We know that growing up means at some point I start taking care of my own meals and the meals that I provide for my children. That's the mark of maturity, taking on the responsibility of providing for another. 
So let me help you understand how I see the way a church was supposed to work as a community that was committed to a pay it forward kind of faith. If you volunteer in our children's ministry, whether it's behind the scenes where you pull together curriculum and you cut out crafts in order for kids to have something to do to learn lessons about Jesus, or you, you participate in the large group presentation that our children enjoy, or you're a small group leader who has a group of fourth grade boys that you invest in every Sunday, or you stand in the lobby of Kids Creek and you welcome families to participation in our church, I want you to know you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. If you serve in our student ministry as an adult volunteer who's just trying to build some relationships with teenagers and provide an example for them to follow in their faith and, and engage them in conversations about all their doubts and their fears and their questions, whether you're in their band or whether you lead a small group of students, you, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. If you serve in our men's ministry or our women's ministry in some capacity as a volunteer who helps create environments where men and women learn more about their faith in Jesus. If you lead a Bible study or you gather people for prayer or you mobilize them to serve throughout our community, you, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian If you're a member of our local or global ministry teams and you work together to orchestrate opportunities for us to be out in our community and out around our world serving other people with the love of Christ and the message of the gospel. If you create opportunities for other people to learn about serving in the name of Jesus, you, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. If, if you serve on our guest services team or our hospitality team or our safety services team where every Sunday you help create an environment where people can come to church and learn more about their faith, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. If you serve in our worship team or our production team where you create an opportunity for people to be led in worship and learn more about their faith, you, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. If you get together on a regular basis with another friend in the hope of just sharing a little bit about where you are on your journey in the hope of encouraging and supporting them to take next steps in their spiritual journey, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. While we're here, or being honest, if you give financially to Cibolo Creek Community Church to help support the work of ministry that goes on in and through this church, you are a pay it forward kind of Christian. 
Can, can I be completely open with you right now? Civil Oak Creek is in a new chapter financially, a place we've never been before in 26 years. And we find ourselves navigating a financial reality that we've never seen before. And the truth being, I said and I wrote some things from this platform and in another form where I was simply trying to share my perspective on what I see happening in our world from the perspective of God's truth. And some people took exception. And a million dollars left our church last year. It just changed the picture. And required us to make some hard decisions. And to do some things we'd never had to do before. And in the process of me trying to get a little smarter about that reality. I sat in a briefing a few weeks ago with one of our staff members. Lots of facts and figures. That aren't necessarily my ball game. But they alerted me to the fact that of our regular and active participants, people who come here most Sundays of the month, whose children are involved and students are involved in the ministries that we offer, who participate in adult women's and men's ministries of all kinds, of that group of people, only 30% give anything financially to our church. And while I'm extremely grateful for that 30%, I have to be honest with you, it feels a little unfair that they should have to shoulder all that responsibility amongst themselves. In that same meeting, I was informed that if the other 70% simply gave like 100 or $200 a month consistently, it would change the landscape of our church financially. We are a nonprofit organization. We can only do what the members who participate in the life of our church provide for us to be able to work from. Now, the point is this, that whether we're talking about financial giving or we're talking about serving in our community and around our world or whether we're talking about volunteering in the life of our church, the question has to be, what kind of Christ followers are we? So what kind of Christian are you? Well, what kind of Christian am I? And the options seem to be, am I a pay it forward kind of Christian where I'm actively involved in making investments in some way or another in the life of people that they might grow to discover a relationship with Jesus? 
Or is the truth of the matter, I'm, I'm an in it for me kind of Christian who comes and spectates and comes and consumes and takes what the church has to offer by a variety of ministries. I drink their coffee. And you guys drink a lot of coffee. But I don't do anything to help. I'm, this is the honest part. Before God, what kind of Christian am I? Do I reflect a pay-it-forward kind of faith? Where I see my responsibility in helping other people discover what I've come to enjoy as a follower of Jesus? Or am I, even after years of going to church, still thinking about it in terms of what's in it for me? I know this isn't comfortable. I know this isn't everybody's favorite kind of topic. But that's my responsibility as your pastor. To get us to think honestly about what we say in relationship to what we do. So I leave us all with this last question. Who are you mentoring in their journey of following Jesus? And how are you doing that? Because Jesus said to all of his disciples, go and make disciples. So here's what I want to do. I want to just give you a moment. Just bow your head. You have a conversation with God. Say exactly what you think, exactly what you feel, in any way that it means something to you. What, what would that conversation sound like now? Thank you for listening today. And I'll trust God to be at work in your heart like he's working in mine. And we'll see what becomes of it. Let me ask you to stand together. If I haven't had the opportunity to make your acquaintance, I'd love to meet you. I'll be here at the front of the auditorium following our service. Just come up and introduce yourself. On the seats around you today, you found a, a handout, a card. Provides some instructions on the back about how you can get involved here at Cibolo Creek. Thanks again for listening. Let me pray. Our Father in heaven, you have been outrageously gracious to us. You've forgiven us our sins. You've granted us salvation 
You've offered us eternal life, all made through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Your son, Jesus, who set such a clear example that we were to invest in the lives of other people in their spiritual journeys. And then clearly gave us the instructions to do so. God, we don't want to play church. We don't want to go through the motions. We don't want to check boxes and do the things. We want to be followers of your son, Jesus. So I pray that you'll be at work in all of our hearts. In whatever way you choose. There'll be a work in our hearts to bring us to a place where we become pay it forward kind of Christ followers. And I ask all of this in the name of Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thanks, everybody. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.